Welcome to the In Awe Podcast, where we amplify women by sharing their unique stories and empower a community through the mission and their message. I am your host, Sarah Johnson, a former school teacher and principal turned author and entrepreneur, living my own leap of faith on a mission to teach masses. Each week, we will feature stories from women who will leave us all in awe of their impact on our world. Welcome back to this awesome leadership series on the In Awe Podcast. Friends, I am literally pinching myself each time editing these episodes knowing that I get to share with you some of the most genuine, positive, service-oriented, intelligent lady leaders that I know. Each one of these stories inspires me to become a stronger, more visionary leader, and I know you are loving these episodes showcasing the power of women who choose to lead. Today's episode has me fired up in so many ways, and I am inspired deeply by our featured guest. Sarah Thomas, PhD, is a regional technology coordinator in a large district in Maryland and the founder of EdgeMatch, a project that empowers educators to make global connections across common areas of interest. She has spoken and presented internationally, participated in the technology working group to refresh the 2017 ISTE standards for educators, and is a recipient of the 2017 ISTE Making It Happen Award. She's also a national advisor for the Future Ready Instructional Coaches Strand and an affiliate professor at Loyola University in Maryland. Sarah is co-author of the ISTE Digital Equity Series, Closing the Gap. In this episode, we learn much about Sarah's passion for connection, how she began the EdgeMatch project, and the way she continues to lead others to share their hearts and skills in the education space. We touched upon so many topics here that are dear to my heart, and with a gentle yet fierce nature, Sarah shares some insight into her own passion for amplifying others whose voices are often marginalized. I love this woman's heart, her spirit, her drive to make new tables, and her gifts for leading. I am so deeply honored to share with you Sarah Thomas's leadership story. Welcome, Sarah Thomas, to the In Awe Podcast. I am so excited that we get to feature you here, and especially in this series. So welcome, welcome. Oh, thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, Sarah and I have been chatting for a while, but we've never actually been able to have a back and forth conversation. So I'm really excited about this. I know that listeners, you are just absolutely going to be inspired by this woman. So can you share with us a little bit about your current context, where you are, what you're up to in the world? Yeah, totally. So um, I have been in education for over 15 years now. I get to say that. Wow. Um, but this is my... Uh, <laughs> it feels weird when you start marking it like in decades and decades. Right. It's crazy. <laughs> just had like the 20th high school reunion. So I'm just like, where is everything going? Where's the time going? But anyway, <laughs> yeah, but I'm a, um, I'm a regional tech coordinator in a large district in Maryland. So um, we have about 208 schools in our district, I want to say. So it is really a large district. Um, I love it. Uh, I love working with the people I get to work with every day. Um, in addition, I am affiliate faculty at Loyola University in Maryland, and um, I love I love that as well. It's just super super awesome. And I'm also the founder of EduMatch, so um, I like to stay busy, but I I love every minute of it. You definitely like to stay busy, and I just want to shout out to you and I. Like we have these connections that we haven't even realized, and some of it's people, and some of it's just life timeline. It's that I. I just love how you've just been making those 15 years count. I mean, look at all you've accomplished in this world. That's awesome. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And and so I feel like we could talk about everything for the longest time, but I really wanted to make sure that we talked about how and why I wanted to feature you on this leadership series is because it would be fine for you to just keep leading in the one role, right? Like you would be doing a rock star job locally. You wouldn't really need to do much more, but I look at leadership as, um, you know, people who go above and beyond like what the call is and what's expected. And I really want to talk to you about Edge Match and kind of maybe a little bit about the evolution behind that and what your mission is, because I just see this as a really powerful 
project that you've taken on or were called to or whatever that happens to be. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And yeah, I'd love to take a, a stroll down memory lane with you um, about Edumatch, just how it started and uh, just where we've been and uh, where we're hoping to go. So um, we started back in September 2014. I had to do the math in my mind. So we just celebrated five years going into six. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Um, <laughs> and it's it's crazy because like the way that it started, I never I never really thought anything of it. I thought that it was going to be OK. You know, here's a thing that sounds kind of interesting to try and see where it goes, but I never expected it um, to to grow as much as it has. And that is all thanks to um, our amazing educational community. Just so many people who have thrown their support behind it and brought themselves into it. So definitely have to give a shout out to, to everybody who's ever participated and brought something of themselves to the community. Um, but the way it started, I was on Boxer on a Friday night talking with a good friend of mine, Rafans Davis in Texas. And so we were having a conversation um, at the time. I believe she was like a math instructional specialist, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe maybe a technology specialist. I can't remember because it was five years ago. But um, but she has, you know, she's done some some um, continued to do amazing things. But we were having a conversation about fantasy sports and math. And a month prior, I had just gone to Haiti for the very first time. My family's from Haiti and I ran into my cousin who used to teach math in New York. And we started talking about um, fantasy sports and how he was using it in his math classroom when he was teaching math. And I was, um, you know, I was all about gamification with my students. That was, you know, around the time when I started. So Rafaz and I were having a conversation on Boxer. I was just like, you know, what would be really cool. It would be cool if my cousin could be here in this conversation with us. And also a friend of ours, Chris Avilas, who was also who was also huge into gamification. So I was just like, OK, I wonder if there's something that will connect like person A, person B, person C person D and say, hey, you all have something in common. Why don't you have some conversation, see what comes out of it? So I looked to see if there was something like that. And I couldn't find anything, you know, outside of Twitter chats, boxer groups, but not like a person to person type connection. So it was at that point that I decided to just kind of see what would happen. So I created probably the ugliest logo ever um, on Google Draw. <laughs> it was like a, a heart with a lightning bolt through it. I don't know. I just like layered two shapes. Just set up a Twitter account and um, tweeted out kind of what I had in mind. Uh, there was a guy, Mark from Australia, amazing educator who responded. And he was just like, that sounds really cool. You know, I'll go first. Um, so I said, OK, tell me tell me a little bit about you. And so he told me about himself, about his educational interests. So I used uh, Cyberman's list of um, hashtags and I started you know, kind of hashtagging the paragraph that he gave me and tweeting out uh, different bits and pieces throughout the course of the day. And I asked him at the end, how did it go? And he's just like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm made all these amazing connections. So I decided to keep it going. I set up a website. I set up a Google Doc where people could sign up. And so by the end of the weekend, 10 people had signed up. By the end of the month, it was probably close to 100. Just It just kept on growing from there. And as people joined, they brought their ideas. They were saying things like, hey, why don't we do a podcast? Hey, why don't we do a Twitter chat? Hey, why don't we do an ed camp? Hey, why don't we write books? Why don't we have, you know, blah, blah, blah. And everything, then it was just like, okay, let's try it. And so the stuff that worked, we kept. And that's pretty much how we've grown over these past uh, five years. Mm, I love it. Okay, let's try it. And I think that's just such a sign of your natural leader capabilities because you could have just kept it slow you know kept it small but you just kind of oh. <laughs> 
Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, it's really great. And so, you know, for the listeners who maybe have never even heard of the fact that you have, because you have a podcast and you're publishing books, is what else about Edge of Match would you want listeners to know about? Oh, okay. So we have, um, we have our podcast and our, it's like a weekly video panel that we just kind of rip the audio and make it a podcast, but we also have the video version of that. Um, in addition, we do, like you said, we publish books. That's probably the most active part of it right now here. That's going to mark our 30th book that we are releasing. So, uh, things scaled pretty quickly. Um, we started doing that like free crowdsource books, which is exactly what this one on Monday will be just, um, a book with, just knowledge, different chapters submitted from educators all over the world about what they have done over the course of the year. So a snapshot um, in education. So we call it EduSnap and whatever year it is. So EduSnap 19 (laughs) is coming out on Monday and that's going to be available for free as a PDF. Um, And also for people who prefer it on Kindle, then, you know, we'll have it very cheaply on Amazon as well as a paperback version. We'll have that as well uh, available very cheaply on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all that jazz. But, you know, it's it's really great how people just kind of come in and they submit a chapter and and we have this uh, this anthology at the end of the year. So we did that for the first time in 2016. Um, That went really well. So we did it again in 2017. And in between, we did like a cookbook. So (laughs) that was random, but a lot of fun. So after we did a few crowdsource books and had uh, the ground, you know, we had our, our sea legs, then people started asking about um, solo books if they wanted to write a book by themselves. So that's kind of where we went next. And our first one uh, we released in April of 2018. So that was Dean Ganey's Journey to the YNU. Um, and, you know, since then we have uh, scaled thanks to, I, I really have to give a shout out to everybody who has contributed, um, all the Edumatch publishing team, as well as the authors and the editors and the illustrators and everyone who has just uh, contributed their skill and, and their knowledge to to make this happen. Um, But the publishing is probably the most active thing. We also have a nonprofit, um, which is currently in soft launch, but we will be giving out mini grants to educators and students to to fund grassroots projects. In addition, and this is actually kind of brand new, uh, we are rolling out courses. So in early 2020, it's it's a lot of fun. Lots of lots of fun fun things going on. Well, and so I have a couple of follow ups for the you because there's just there's so much under the ship that you're leading truly when when you look at this theme, because, again, I mean, you got into education, you were in a classroom. I'm just curious, what what has led you into this entrepreneurial world? Because it's no joke leading an organization. And as you said, it scales like you're publishing books. There's so many skill sets that you have to kind of learn as you're flying that airplane. So what do you think about you just as you continuing forth and, and embracing it all? Oh, my goodness. Uh, to be very honest, I have to say that this whole desire to connect and to amplify and to learn from other people, it, it kind of came from my early years in education where I almost did not make it, to be 100 percent honest. And I just I, I came from alternative certification um, with a background in radio, television, film. So I did a lot of learning like my first couple years, but I wasn't necessarily in, a, in spaces conducive to learning. So um, it was it was very difficult. And so I, I, I wished that I would have had a network um, back then, a network where I could go for support in a judgment-free zone and just kind of um, learned with other like-minded people. So I think that that's kind of the the thing that 
that makes me just thirsty for this. Um, just these spaces um, to, to learn from and with other educators and also with students, you know, and also with their parents and just all stakeholders who are involved in the process. Um, so I feel like another thing that has been really helpful is just that people are so willing to share, um, sharing their knowledge. I've learned so much from my PLN um, as far as, you know, skill set. Like, yeah, I came to the table with a few skills. You know, I was a radio TV film major in undergrad, so that helped a lot with, you know, the video production, the audio production for the um for the editing of the podcast and the videos. However, there's so many things that, you know, if I didn't know, I would just ask a question like, hey, how do you do this? How do you do that? And I mean, just people in general are so willing to share, especially in education, but also, you know, listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos from from people uh, both in and outside of our field who are sharing like their expertise on how to do certain things that has helped tremendously. And it's, it's also helped me, um, you know, it's trickled into what I do in, in my day as well. You know, um, what I love about this, I, I would say the thing that I love the most is that everything's connected. So whatever I learn, you know, through working, um, in a district or at a university, it teaches me something that I can use with EduMatch, whatever I learned through EduMatch, then that teaches me something that I can use, you know, in my role with the district or at the university. So I love the fact that it's all interconnected and, Education is just at the heart of all of it. Spoken like a true educator and a learner, honestly. And I love it because it's, you know, I'm jumped into the field of podcasting and book publishing well after you. <laughs> I'm not publishing books. You know what I mean? Like, But I understand the process that's involved in getting a project to completion. So I'm just in awe of the amount of work that you do to amplify others. It's incredible, really. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Well, I mean, listeners, you know, we when we go from consuming, you know, the learning and the consuming to voraciously teaching ourselves so that we can create for others, it's a really beautiful space. And I know because I've, I've stalked you and listened to you on other podcasts that you are a creator <laughs> by nature. I think that's, is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I would say so. I want the listeners to hear that you like to sing, that you've created, like you've recorded music. I mean, that's kind of a big thing. <laughs> I heard that on the P3 podcast well, and I was like, man, this is, this lady is my girl. She's my jam. Oh yeah. And likewise, likewise, I know that you are a very talented musician. So I'm, I'm just <laughs> jazzed for like whenever we can hang out face to face and maybe do some karaoke or some bandioke or something like that. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So listeners, just so you know, I am actually not a talented musician, but I love to sing. <laughs> so we can be clear on that. But Sarah, I just, I think it's so cool when you start, I don't know how much time you've done reflecting, but just to see how much of your passions that you've brought. And I think this is kind of an observation that I've made in my own new space is for so long, I was, you know, an English teacher and I didn't really think of anything other than becoming a principal. And then for six years, I was a principal and I never wanted to do anything other than that. And in this new space in my life, I start to realize, wow, I mean, there's just like a layer beneath each surface of skill and passion that I've had that leads me to do the things that I'm doing, like with the podcast and, mm. and with the books. And so I just think it's wonderful to kind of sit from the outside and watch that flourish with you and the leadership that you provide. It's awesome. Oh, thank you so much. And I love that point that you made about like how, 
each of your experiences teaches you something new and it gives you like a different layer. And I mean, it's just kind of building the picture of you like throughout a lifetime. So I love that. Yeah, it's good. And your picture is really full. It's really beautiful. So I wanted to talk about one of the things that I'm drawn to with the edge of match is this idea that you amplify underrepresented voices. Is that accurate? I mean, did that, is that what started the whole idea or, I mean, is that something that you're pretty passionate about? Yeah, it's definitely something that I'm passionate about. Um, I would say that, you know, I, I didn't have any big plans like at the start of Edumatch, you know, I just, I was just like kind of treating it as a joke, but when people started treating it as something more than a joke, then that kind of, you know, had me reflect and think, okay, well, what, what can, what can actually be done here? You know, if we work together, then, then this can, this can really be something beautiful. And it has been just from everyone just kind of coming together and sharing and, and bringing their own unique talents and skill sets and, and knowledge and lenses and just unique insight. Um, so, I feel that by having this platform, then there is the capability to um, to disrupt the status quo, you know, and I feel like that is extremely important because a lot of times voices are silenced, marginalized. Um, we don't get, you know, not everyone has a seat at the table. And so to to paraphrase my good friend, Dr. Will, if you're not invited to the table, build your, build your own table. <laughs> That's what he said. And that has always stuck with me. So I feel like in building this table, and again, I didn't mm. build it by myself. It's everybody who has come through and left a piece of themselves. We've built this collectively. So we want all all voices to be represented at this table. So, um, so that's definitely, you know, as this has evolved and, you know, really become, you know, kind of gr- gained, gained momentum, then that's definitely something I want to keep on the forefront. I love so much that you quoted Dr. Will, um, for listeners that aren't familiar with Dr. Will, he is a common connection that you and I have. He's uh, been really influential in my own world in regard to this idea of edupreneurship. And so I'll link in the show notes, mm. listeners, if you want to check out uh, Dr. Will and his Dr. Will show, which is a podcast. But I really love this idea that, um, you know, as we talk about that actually a lot on the podcast and this idea of imposter syndrome, that when the table doesn't have a seat for mm. you, you got to make that table and just make it happen um, because we do need to dismantle systems. And um, I just appreciate any time I get the chance to talk about that because it's something that I've become, especially in the last year or two, just super awakened uh, to and passionate about. And so I, that's why I'm really, really in love with the idea that you are focusing your mission in there now that you've been able to kind of put some pieces a little bit more together and figure out this mission for your big project. <laughs> little project that turned into something pretty large as a platform. And you're right. Use it. Use it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank it's you. It's so good. I oh, appreciate it. Okay. That. So in this idea of, you know, leadership, because we've talked a lot about Edge and Match, um, but you're also a professor and you work for the Future Ready organization. What is the thing that keeps you the most passionate and burning? Because it gets, I mean, let's be honest, it gets kind of exhausting being a leader in any space and you're a leader in many, many spaces. So what is it that keeps your fire lit, do you think? I would say learning and creating are the things that uh, really keep me just just keep that fire going. I love learning something new. 
I love also having the opportunity to do something with whatever I have learned. Um, and if, you know, if, if it can be with other people, then that's a multiplier for me, you know, that, that makes it so much better. And it's, it's really ironic because I'm probably one of the most shy, most shy people (laughs) that, um, that, that I've come across, even though, you know, sometimes you got to fake it till you make it. Right. So, uh, this, <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. persona, this Sarah, the teacher persona, sometimes, you know, that's, that's like the, the whole faking it till you make it. But deep down, you know, I can, I can speak for me and say that I, I want to connect, you know, I want to connect with other folks. I want to, to grow together, to learn together, to level up together. Um, so that, being blessed with the opportunity to do that. Um, I mean, I, I just, that, that just really, 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 really lights my fire. I would say. It's what I keep hearing from you as you've been talking this time in regard to, you know, the crowdsourcing of the material that you've been putting out in addition to the fact that you keep giving credit to everybody. And it makes sense that a leader, it doesn't, you're not a leader if you don't have, you know, not necessarily followers, but you're not growing people around you. And so it's really a testament to your natural um, phrasing, the way you word it. You want to grow others and create circumstances for others to become their best versions. And it's a servant leadership mentality that you have that's clearly coming through in this interview. And it's really wonderful to hear. And it's a good reminder for all of us listening about what true leadership can be and should be. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. Thank you. Now you're inspiring me as I listen, because that's one of the things that I currently struggle with in in my own sphere right now. I'm an, I'm a 99% extrovert. (laughs) So (laughs) at home in my basement, recording these podcasts is like the most joyful thing because I get to talk to people. It just restores my energy in a way. Um, And so I, I think about what you're doing and, and how that's a reciprocal benefit to those you lead. It's a really cool thing that you identified that. Okay, Sarah, so you mentioned that you had some coursework that you're working on at the time of recording. So do you just want to share with the listeners a little bit about what they might expect with that if they're interested? Yeah, absolutely. So this is something new that we are trying. So uh, we're building it out slowly but surely. So um, we're looking into doing some courses, some EduMatch courses. So um, that is going to be pretty exciting. Um Probably by the time this airs, hopefully, if things go well, knocking on wood right now, then um, the very first course will be up, um, which will be about like podcasting for the community. So it is kind of about replicating the the um, the model that we use for EduMatch, you know, just kind of repurposing the content into different ways and just kind of crowdsourcing the topics and the participants and things of that nature. Um, and at the beginning, there'll be like a little bit of introduction to what is podcast. Uh, you'll see courses, not just from me. Uh, it'll get a lot more exciting than that. Trust me. Uh, (laughs) we will have hopefully fingers crossed some members of the EduMatch publishing community, uh, doing book studies, accompanying their, uh, their books that are out as well as some other topics, TBD. So, um, even, you know, people who are not um, necessarily authors or content creators under EduMatch. Um, in the future, you know, we might be open to uh, to opening it up to make it broader. So definitely looking forward to those possibilities and uh, a couple of other tricks up the sleeve. But that's uh, that's that's 
pretty much our next uh, our next step where we're going, and uh, also some some books coming down the pike as always. So so really excited. as always, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So really excited. That's awesome. So listeners, I'll make sure, of course, you know, to link all of the ways that you can get in touch with the Edge Match um, organization. But that's just it's cool if you've been looking to start your own podcast. It sounds like a great opportunity, and I love that you are in that space now where you're just continuing to grow and branch and create more opportunity for people to learn and obviously a strength and not only with you, but the people that you surround yourself with, which is really cool to hear. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right, Miss Sarah. So I have a couple of standard questions I always ask on this podcast, and I just cannot wait to hear what you say. So the first one is, if you could write a letter to yourself at any age or stage, what do you think you would say? Oh man, that is, that is a really, really good question. Um, And so I would say that Adversity is an opportunity to learn and it will prepare you for the future. Um, I know when I was a kid growing up, then, you know, I I was very fortunate and very blessed. There were a lot of great things in my life, a lot of great people in my life, great family. But, you know, there was also a lot of adversity as far as, I mean, several different things. It would probably be a whole nother podcast to go into everything. But just, um, <laughs> just you know, there were some times where it was kind of rough and, um, you know, I wanted to give up. And if I could go back and tell myself anything, it would be to just kind of buckle in, weather the storm, you know, going back, thinking about, you know, my, my growing up in hindsight, I realized that a lot of the things prepared me for, um, for what I'm doing now. For example, you know, feeling marginalized, feeling unconnected, uh, disconnected, you know, that fueled this desire in me to connect later in life. So I would uh, I would definitely just, you know, say buckle down, kiddo, chin up, you know, just whether you got this. I love that you were able to connect it to your current reality, too, um, and how you're using life lessons, because I think that's just, you know, like that's so many of our journeys, even though it's a different challenge that we may face, that if you can turn it into a lesson and use it, that nothing has to be wasted, no matter what it is we've gone through. So I really appreciate you sharing that one. Well, thank you. How about uh, this one? So if we have listeners who are just listening, they're in awe of your leadership and they find themselves in a pit of fear or doubt, what do you think you could say to them right now to help them kind of crawl up out of that? So I would say... That sometimes it can be lonely when you stick to your convictions. But if you know, like deep down in your heart of hearts, that what you're doing is is right and you're staying true to whatever you're doing, then then stick to it. And even if it does feel lonely at times, um, I know my good friend Nicole was on your show um, and she blew me away. <laughs> Both of you blew me away with what you all shared during that episode. Um, but I know that one thing that she says um and one book that she's writing right now is about being uh, being the only one, you know, um, and she's writing it in a context of marginalization. Um, and, you know, I can definitely, definitely relate to that. Um, so even if you're the only person who looks like you in the room, that that might mean that you're the first. So get other people in that room. Um get other people like you in that room and and just again more seats at the table. I love that you reconnected it there um that you brought the conversation with Nicole and um that you again it's not just making the room at it's not making your seat and and I'll be honest I've thought a lot about that as creating space, you know, bring your chair up to the table but you're saying no. You're the only one 
first of all, make the table. Second, if you're the only one in the room, then bring others into that room. And that will create conditions to make change, make meaningful change. And it will also spark inside of you a joy. Uh, And I love that you brought it back to that. So good. Yeah, thank you. That was that was a great episode. So kudos to both of you on that. (laughs) I can't stop thinking about that one. And I and I you know, I think we could do a whole other podcast and a great conversation specifically about all that. And I even think about um, just the learning that I've had since that it sparked me. And since listeners, the regular listeners of the Anah podcast, we're talking about the one with Nicole Taylor. And I believe she's her book is coming through your organization, isn't it? Right, right. It is. I'm very excited for that. Perfect. Yeah, so we're going to have to check that one out. But even since then, I've read, right now I'm in the middle of one called Be the Bridge, um, and it's God's Heart for Racial Reconciliation. And I'm blown away. I don't want to put it down. I want to just go read it right now. (laughs) It's just, it's Latasha Morrison. It's just really good. Um, You know, it's a lot of the kind of conversation that we started that just evolved. And you're um, prompting me, I'm going to connect back with her again on what I've learned since our conversation. And I think it's so critical that we open our hearts up to those tough ones. You know, they're not easy to have, but they're so important. That is so true. Thank you, Sarah, so much for that. Is there any um, any recommendations? We we haven't been doing a lot of inspiring recommendations on the podcast because we get in these long, wonderful conversations. But is there any um, book or person or resource that you would recommend the listeners connect to in regard to any topic that you'd like them? So it's always hard for me to come up with um, with my favorites because I have so many. Okay, I'll put in a shameless, not shameless plug. Um, if you go to the EduMatch website, there is the awesome table of edu matchers um, under the databases tab. And that way people can just kind of go through, there's a database there of about, uh, I want to say 1200 people who have kind of self-selected to add themselves to a database. So if you want a connection that's close to you geographically, you know, you could search for that. If you want a connection that, you know, is interested in a certain topic, then there's like a drop down menu for that. There's like a free form search. So that way people can kind of find some connections, um, specifically what they're looking for. Um, and you know, everyone who is on there has self-selected. Uh, so they are open to, to being contacted and they, they're, they're looking forward to making those connections. And I actually probably have about two or 300 more that I need to add to it. Um, but I'm so behind on that, but, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, so that, that's a, that's a way to find people to add to, uh, to add to your PLN. So, um, Yeah. So that's been, I guess that would be my one. Oh, that's so good. And I'm so glad that you mentioned it uh, because that way, if anybody's listening and going, well, it's great to surround yourself with people, but where do I start? That's a great start. So I will make sure to link that. How about this one? If you, uh, if listeners are thinking, okay, I need to get in touch with Sarah, you're everywhere. Um, And I know that for a fact, and you're trying to put some boundaries up, but what do you think would be the best way for people to get uh, in touch with you if they want to engage with you? Oh, goodness. So the best way hands down would be Voxer. Um, I am at Sarah, the teacher, that's S-A-R-A-H-D-A. T-E-E-C-H-U-R. Um, also, that's my handle on pretty much everything. Twitter, Instagram, Periscope, just just like everything. SarahTheTeacher.com is my blog. So um, that would probably be the best way to get a hold of a hold of me. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure to link that. Well, thank you, Sarah, so much for taking the time. I know it's uh, it's been wonderful to try to schedule you on here. And I'm so excited to have you featured on this powerful leadership series. And I'm just so grateful that you would take time to share your message with my in-awe community. I'm grateful. 
Oh, thank you. I am grateful for you having me on here. So um, I'm a huge fan of the show and um, I'm just I'm super excited to be on here. And uh, thank you to everyone who's listening as well. I continue to be completely awe-inspired by every single guest on this podcast, and I am so grateful every time you choose to share, rate, review an episode. It matters so greatly to the mission and the message of our guests, and I appreciate every time you help one another rise by lifting up the message. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you being a part of this awe-inspiring community.